Hello everyone, this is the All Facts Podcast and I'm your host Harz Fikar. And this is the Ramadan series where I will be talking about lessons, stories, and experiences and anything Islamic related during the month of Ramadan. And since it is the month of Ramadan, let's all enjoy ourselves. Let's enjoy our fasting, enjoy our time, enjoy what we're going to do. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So let's get to it. What's good, everyone? We're back here with the All Facts Podcast here. I'm your host, Mars Vicar. And as you've heard from earlier, this is now part three of the Ramadan series. Sen, all of the people that I've been speaking to, that I've been speaking to, plus even it's happening with me as well, that we, we're just thinking Ramadan is just zooming by. It's just speeding. And it just goes by so fast. It's hard for us to even pick out certain moments and say like, wow, we've done so much. However, and because it's zooming by so fast, time is just, time is money. But I've actually read something on online that it's actually a blessing that if Ramadan goes by fast, because it shows that you've made an effort and that every day is going by fast due to the habits you've encountered and the plans you've succeeded with. And when you think about it, time drags when you suffer. Like when you're in a bad mood, time becomes a lot slower and that is a fact but now if you're feeling that Ramadan is speeding by then it's a sign that you're enjoying and benefiting from it so if I feel that Ramadan is is zooming by then I for sure am benefiting from it and now it's the time to think for me that now that Ramadan is coming to an end have I made good efforts like have I made the efforts that I needed to have I made the efforts that I wanted to and is my efforts towards good or is it towards laziness and now that i'm thinking since it's coming down to an end what's so special about the end and now this is what this podcast episode will be about it's just going to be about the final 10 days and why it's important and how we can make the most out of it so we all know ramadan is a month of spiritual cleansing and purification for muslims in which we try to increase our worship good deeds and acts of charity and the last 10 days and nights hold even a more significance as God shows how merciful he is to his creation. And there is a chance to benefit from the immense blessings of Ramadan and seek salvation before the month comes to an end. And since Ramadan only comes once a year, since there is an increase in reward in reward and effort, it is bound for the last 10 days to be very important. And when and it's when many Muslims choose to spend the last 10 days of Ramadan in Itikaf, which is seclusion, where one soul solely focuses on worshiping God and refrains from involvement in worldly affairs. And the last 10 days are truly a time to reflect, and truly a time to reflect how you increase your worship and how you increase one's religious knowledge and how you seek closer to Allah. So I'm going to start off with a hadith where uh, Aisha, the mother of the believers, may Allah be pleased with her, reported, the messenger of Allah, may peace and blessings be upon him, used to strive more worship during the month of Ramadan than he strove in any other time of the year. And he would devote himself more in the last 10 nights of Ramadan than he strove in the earlier part of the month. So I, said, I think I said this hadith like when Ramadan first started. And now this hadith is now beneficial because it says the prophet would devote himself more in the last 10 nights of ramadan than he strove in the earlier part of the month and it's in sahih muslim if you're wondering and that works at hadith 
So think of it as a finish line while you're in a race. You're racing and you're, you're, you see the finish line like right in front of you. Instead of complacency, you shouldn't see the finish line and then start slowing down as you think to yourself, okay, it's almost over. There's less effort. It's almost done. Let's just be complacent and just like no, don't put in as much effort. However, what it really is is that you should accelerate and put even more effort so you can get to the finish line, get to the finish line as fast as you can. And then after that, you have a lot of time to rest. You don't start resting while you're running to get to the finish line. You get, you put all that effort just to get to that finish line. And then after that, it's all rest. And you, you're able to look back and say, I've done great. And this is similar to death i'm gonna get serious here and this is similar to death if you knew that you had a certain amount of time to live you would try to do as much you can wouldn't you so for the final 10 days put as much effort as you can and then when the month is over you can look back at your outstanding progress and you're gonna be amazed with what you have done compared to your past self is when you put the effort it doesn't go to waste and another thing about the last 10 days is that in it carries with them a very special circumstances and specific benefits for Muslims, especially all of which are essential for the journey of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So not only do one of the odd days and the last days hold the Laylatul Qadr, I'm pretty sure everyone knows this, the most auspicious night of the year, but it also gives an opportunity to benefit from replicating the specific activities that allow us to be better and more responsible and more aware Muslims. So one of the acts that the Holy Prophet, may peace be upon him, did was to sit in itikaf seclusion for the f- last month and for men this means residing in a mosque for the last 10 days in which the sole objective is to engage in the worship of allah and salt in solitude and free from the confines constraints and demands from the material from this material world and for women this means residing in a predetermined place within the confines of their house with the objective being the same and itikaf is one of the only instances where Muslims are asked to spend time in prayer disconnected from the material world. And then hence is a brilliant opportunity for anyone wishing to amend broken connections. So what does that mean? It means you try to engage into the worship of God and you try to build connections that you possibly have broken or you just want to get back because you'll have more and more connections and you want to be the best you can possibly be spiritually. And if you have the opportunity, and since it is the final 10 days already, and if you're probably listening to this, I don't know, maybe in a mosque, then if you, if you have the opportunity, just do it. But generally, the last 10 days are also seen as times when Muslims try to avoid worldly affairs and spend more time in prayer. So even if you're not doing itikaf, you can do it at home. You can do any. Generally, the last 10 days are for Muslims to avoid worldly affairs and spend more time in prayer. So know that the doors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are always open for paradise, of course. And even, and even if we spent the previous 20 days of Ramadan not doing as much and not trying to get as much blessings as we can, God is ever ready to bestow upon us his most prized blessings, even if we make the most effort during the last 10 days. And this just shows how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really is. The fact that if you spent 20 days of Ramadan not showing as much effort and you were lazy, if you put a lot of, if you put effort, some sort of effort or a lot of effort, depending on how much effort you really want to put into the final 10 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ever ready to bestow his 
most prized blessings on you just because of you making that effort. And it's mainly in the the night of decree. And why is this so important? Like a lot of us might know it's very important and understand why, but let's just go, let's just go deeply. So why is the night of decree so important? Number one, it commemorates the night on which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first revealed to the Quran to the Prophet Muhammad may peace be upon him through the angel Gabriel Jibreel. And it is believed to take place in one of the final 10 nights. And though the exact night is unclear, it's in the it seems to be in one of the odd nights. And this is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the first very ayat, read in the name of thy Lord. That's when he revealed the first five ayats actually. Read in the name of thy Lord. Who created man from a drop of blood. Read in the name of Actually, let me search. It's funny because I I was I literally I literally took a class on this like yesterday and it was right. Yeah, read like read as in read. So like read in in the name of your Lord who created created humans from a clean clot. Read and your more is the most generous who who taught by the pen, who taught humanity what they knew not. And this actually shows, like, and this is kind of a tangent here, but what man, who taught men what they knew not. And this is actually uh, brilliant now that I think about it, because when I look back at the previous prophets, so we go to Adam, Idris, or Idris is Enoch, I believe, in the English texture. God taught Adam what, how to speak. God taught Idris. Uh, Enoch, how to write. God taught Noah how to build an ark. It's the taught men what he did not know. And it says taught by the pen was taught in the reason, which is the reason taught him many what they not knew not. That that's that's just really beautiful Arabic. And it's just really beautiful how all this was the first, first ever revelation that came down to the Prophet the Prophet peace be upon him. It's really, if I'd recommend watch the Sirah of the Prophet Yasir Qadi again, because as I was currently watching, I'm currently watching that right now, as re-watching it, because I believe I've seen it before, but I encourage you to watch it, especially in the final 10 months, try to gain as much knowledge as we can. We'll get to that later on. So, so we, it says right here, okay, so uh, in one of the Quranic ayahs in Surah Qadr verse 3, it says, the night of decree is better than a thousand months. And this a thousand months does not mean how we live our normal lives, but it's just a thousand months of pure worship. And it's even more important to understand that this parting of Ramadan and the, and the repeated declarations asking Muslims to seek the night of decree in the last 10 days is actually asking Muslims to be more aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his blessings to continue to strive and receive them. So perhaps the very fact that the night of decree is not explicitly disclosed is an opportunity for us Muslims to actually keep trying. Like you may ask, why isn't why aren't there day? Why isn't there a certain day where it is the night of decree? And maybe 
maybe the fact that it's not actually stated is actually an opportunity for us to keep trying and all in hope and benefiting from the auspicious night. And it is surely an attempt to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are desperate for his mercy and we're desperate for all our sins to be forgiven and we're desperate to be better Muslims. And we should not try to miss any prayer this Ramadan, especially in the final time, and offer the, the mandatory and voluntarily as much as we can so we can add up to our good deeds. And since that, uh, I said I, I said earlier that that Laylatul uh, Qadr, which is the uh, which is the um, night of decree, I said before that it was going to be either on the odd days, so the twenty first, twenty third, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, seventh, and 29th nights of Ramadan. It's going to be in either one of those. However, there's actually a special dua to say during the month of during this time, and the most special thing to say is. Repeat after me if you're listening to this, but Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibun afwa fa'fuani. What does that mean? Oh Allah, indeed you are pardoning and generous. You love to pardon, so pardon us. It is said that in a hadith, I believe, and the reason why, uh, I believe the reason why is because we are doing many different efforts. We're showing effort where constantly wanting the reward and the, and if we say this uh supplication then it shows Allah we're desperate and I said this before the fact that it's not on a specific day let's just do the best we can in the final 10 days and now that we know the importance why it happens and what is there and what and why the final 10 days we should well, strive for more effort. But here are five things to do. Five things to do, or you can add more stuff if you like, or watch more videos on this. But here are five things to do that I believe you can make the most out of the final 10 days. So number one, pay and pray. Pay and pray. So one thing, pray extra during this night, or pray extra during the final 10 days, whether how little or much it is. Do something, pray something, do something that you do not normally do. It's more like, a, yeah, like the, you'll do this if you try, if you extend your efforts. And the next thing is to give a few bucks into charity. So either sadaqah or in the final 10 nights, just have a certain amount that you can give away and divide it by 10 to give a certain amount, a certain amount to sadaqah or charity each day. So if you can pay zakat, try that i saw some foundation that automates donations for the final 10 nights and if possible try to find and do many of those because money spent for a cause is valuable and it makes your money something to strive for so number one step pay and pray and number two gain knowledge from reading quran watching videos and learning examining du'as history etc anything you learn think about how you can apply it in the night and how you can even apply it in everyday life because the more knowledge you have and whilst you practice it, it becomes more applicable and unforgettable. Number three, evaluate yourself. This might be the most important step, but number three, evaluate yourself. Ask yourself those questions that need to be asked. Do an evaluation of where you are and where you are going and let this evaluation lead, lead you to feel happy for the good that you have done and remorse for the bad you have done. And this latter feeling should make it easier to seek Allah's forgiveness. And when, when making the supplication mentioned 
mentioned before when uh, alone so go ahead and try to seize a valuable moment and what does that mean just wait since since the night of decree is coming try to see just try to do as much as you can for each night because when you see that valuable moment it's going to be worth it and so i'm actually going to quote another hadith right here where uh jabber may allah be pleased with him reported i heard the messenger of Allah may peace and blessing be upon him saying every night there's a special time during which whatever muslim ask for a law of any good okay every night there's a special time during which whatever a muslim a muslim ask a law of any good relating to this life or the hereafter it will be granted to him and this moment comes every night every night ramadan is say it, there will be a special time during whatever Muslim ask for. And we probably know what it is. It's just, just the, the, the night of decree. Or even after that, maybe after you break your thar, it's just a certain time, a certain moment will just come every night where everything will be granted to him. So we all know what to do with that. So it's just, again, seize the valuable moment. And number three, or number four, recite the Quran. Perhaps... Perhaps you can choose surah, chapters or passages from the Quran which you have heard in Tarawih in the past from this past from Nantes, right? Recite, or you maybe watch videos or attend a class where the recitation of the Quran is taught, and this is a great time to put your knowledge into practice. Just any anything reciting the Quran, whether it's a page, a page, a passage, one ayah. Try to just try to recite as much as you can during the night. And number five, which is kind of similar to number four, reflect on the meaning, meaning of the Quran. So choose the latest surah or surahs that you've heard in Tarawih and read the translation and tafsir, and then think deeply about the meaning and how it affects you on a personal level and how and what you can learn from it. And when I said like, oh yeah, whether it's a passage, ayah, or anything, like look or verse, look at the translation and see. And see how it's beneficial or see what it really means in true context. Just understand the Quran because the more you'll understand, the more closer you'll get to the religion. So if you want to study the Quran with more understanding, check out the way to the Quran access to Quran and to Quranic Arabic. So try to learn maybe yeah, check out the way to the Quran, which I believe is a Um, some book book about like the context and the context and uh, the context of the quran and i and access quranic arabic is just trying to learn the arabic of the quran because it's ancient arabic or not ancient but yeah similar to ancient arabic if you understand more of that then it would be a lot easier for the Quran, especially when you're reciting it. When you're reciting it and you can pick up on the words, it's going to be a lot easier to uh, memorize it, actually. So I'll just repeat the steps. Uh, so number one, pay and pray. Number two, gain knowledge. Number three, evaluate yourself. And number four, read Quran. And number five, reflect on the meaning of the Quran. These steps will guarantee to help you grow and maintain your faith. As the more effort we put, the better. And on a final note, I'll be quoting a hadith that shows the effort that it won't go to waste and it benefits anyone that follows it. So Aisha, the mother of the believers, may Allah be pleased with her, reported the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, kept standing in prayer so long that the feet 
the skin of his feet would crack. I asked him, why would you do this while you have been forgiven for your former and latter sins? He said, should I not be a grateful servant to Allah? A grateful servant of Allah. And that's in Surah uh, al Muslim, if you're wondering where the hadith book said is. So now we should think about it, that tonight will be one of the odd nights. And now that you are prepared and you understand what can happen, it's now time to think. What can you do that strengthens your faith? And will you put the effort to do more with these last 10 days? And uh, as a final note, before I head off, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and forgive our sins. May we, all, may we all become better humans and practice the religion better than we did before. And not only is Ramadan the best time to do maximum of remembering Allah and seeking forgiveness, but it's also for giving out zakat and sadaqah for the ones who are worthy and needy and um, there are a lot, I believe, Islamic relief, and uh, I forgot what's the other one called, but it comes up on my YouTube all the time. It's like Dean Appeal. They're currently working to provide zakat and food basket this Ramadan to thousands of deserving people and to treat. And like a final thing, just to treat all these 10 nights equally and spend time in good deeds. Hey, spend time in good deeds. As some people started on the day earlier, day before, really, to, either way, each night is very special and it's a great opportunity to worship. And I hope you learned something new. And if you haven't checked out the last two episodes of the Ramadan series, maybe check that out. And if you'd like me to talk about anything else, Islamic related or, any, or anything related, I can upload that as soon as possible. And oh yeah, I can research and upload that as soon as possible. And thank you for listening. This is Haris Bakar and I'm out.